Welcome to the Fireman Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we'll be talking about National Training Teacher Day for 2020. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America that takes time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fireman Trainers Association. Head on over to their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Barrel Block. It's everyone's responsibility to safe with a firearm, which is why in every class I teach, we stress safety to the students by ensuring every gun is picked up is clear. But recently, I got my hands a hold of a Barrel Block, and now I use it in my classes all the time. It is a caliber-specific device that can be installed without disassembling the firearm and physically prevents the firearm from firing and is visible to anyone around that the gun is safe. If safety is your number one concern during your classes, then you need a barrel block in your range bag and for your classroom presentations. Today, we are joined by co-host of the Meet the Presser and co-administrator Clint Macro and co-administrator for National Training Teacher Day, Grant Gallagher. Welcome, Grant. Clint, hey, how are things going today? Great, great. Thanks for having us on the show, man. I really great. appreciate it. Glad, glad to have you guys on. Um, National Training Teacher Day has been something I've been enthusiastic about for the last two years uh, since it's been going going on. And always great to have you guys on to talk about what we can do to get more citizens, responsible citizens, especially our teachers, in knowing how to defend themselves. Uh, Grant, you've never been on before. Can you give our listeners a little bit of your background and uh, what you do? So I, in the firearms world, I run Scottshot out here in New Jersey, and I'm basically involved with teaching absolute, you know, new new beginners into the firearms business. I don't do the kind of advanced stuff. I focus on making sure that people come into the business uh, with their first firearms, and they have a good grounding in safety and safe gun handling, and that that they leave a Scottshot class with um, the confidence that they can go to the range by themselves and 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 pick up pick up a firearm and, and shoot safely and enjoyably. In my real life, I do immunology and genetics of autoimmune and malignant disease, so that's completely different from this. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit different from uh, doing firearm podcast and such. But Clint has a double life as well, right, Clint? <laughs> a double life. Yeah, I, I suppose it's, it's, it's being more singular as time has gone on. But I've, yeah, for years, I've been in the entertainment industry, working in the uh, music and film industry as a recording engineer. And I've done that my whole adult life in the last 10 years. And each year it's gotten more and more. I've been doing more and more instruction and training. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm spending a lot more time on the range than I am in the studio uh, this last year for sure. But I think one thing that you would find that Clint and I and, and a whole bunch of people, including yourself, Rob, have in common is that we all believe that being skillful in the use of firearms and being able to defend themselves and their family really makes people's lives better. Mm-hmm. Allows allows us to go along and uh, defend ourselves when seconds matter. Um, I was at a shooting competition today with a U.S. Marshal, and we were both talking about when seconds counts. You know, the uh, law enforcement's only minutes away, and he was saying he was saying that from a law enforcement standpoint that he understands he's got to have the skills to be able to defend himself, um, and that's why he was at the competition to practice the skills that he doesn't get to practice very often. So I completely agree with you, Grant, on that. Well, hey. First thing we want to hear, I know a couple episodes ago, 
um, what was it? Episode seven or eight, something like that, uh, Clint, that we <laughs> talked about National Training Teacher Day for 2019. Yeah, it was a while ago, it seems. Yeah, seems like it, forever ago. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That's <laughs> been episode 31. It's uh, just amazing how time flies. But can you give our listeners a quick update on what the success was for 2019 when it came to training uh, teachers around the nation? Sure, sure. Grant and I have some numbers and we'll be happy to give you those. Uh, in 2019, it was our second annual National Train of Teacher Day. We did it in July this year, whereas uh, you know, our first year we did it in May. And uh, we felt that this might be a better opportunity for people to get involved because they weren't you know, gearing up for finals and the end of the school year kind of thing. And I think our numbers reflect that that was a, a wise choice for us. But we really wanted to have uh, again, this year, give the instructors across the nation who volunteered an opportunity to help empower those who are entrusted with the safety and education of our children. That's the whole idea of National Train a Teacher Day. And yeah, some of it's gun classes. Some of it was stop the bleed classes. Some of it was pepper spray. Some was taser. I know, Grant, you taught taser classes and uh, stop the bleed, I believe, in New Jersey at, in, with, with your cadre. Yeah, that's right. Um, people actually love taser. Um, more than anything, the thing that really uh, gets them going is the electro-reactive targets. And when they when you fire the taser at the target in the classroom and it gets this all this mass of blue lines and a kind of sound all over it, people just absolutely love it. And, and the great thing about taser as well is it really is appealing for people who either can't use a firearm or aren't completely comfortable with the idea of lethal force. Taser training gives them a gives them a tool that they can use that's virtually guaranteed to be not lethal, and is designed in the civilian world to give them an escape space that they can get away with. So, tasers are very useful adjunct to this whole um, self defence concept, particularly in the context of of uh, people that aren't comfortable with firearms. Yeah, and this year, the second annual National Training Teacher Day, we're very fortunate to have the sponsorship of Taser as well as the United States Concealed Carry Association. So they uh, offered free materials to uh, you know, instructors that are certified to teach their respective curriculum. And it made it a lot easier for the volunteer instructors to go ahead and, and make these classes happen for the end users. You know, the first year, uh, we were all paying for our own uh, range time. We were all paying for our own materials, whatever it was that we were supplying to the students. And, and uh, this year, we had the opportunity to, to uh, get those uh, free books from USCCA and those, and those cartridges from Taser, which was pretty fantastic. Yeah, it made it a lot easier to let people have, made sure everyone, absolutely everyone got a, got a shot at firing the Taser. And if they wanted to do it twice, it wasn't such a big deal because these the cartridges are actually quite expensive. So um, it was very, very welcome sponsorship from both Taser and USCCA. Yeah, that makes a big difference when you're an instructor and you've, you want to help people, but at the same time, you're as we've talked about on the podcast before, you want, you've got to make your, cover your bills. And, you know, having Taser and USCCA step up like they have, that's, that's really a great, great thing for them to do. Yeah, we, we're, we're very hopeful that they will continue their sponsorship into next year. Uh, at the time this airs, I may or may not have a final word on that with them, but uh, I look forward to their sponsorship if they're willing to get on board. I do know there are some other organizations or companies rather that uh, look like they will jump on as well. And we'll, we'll make those announcements as those uh, things come to be, you know, 100% true. And if anybody out there has uh, contacts that might want to go along and sponsor on a national basis, they should reach out to you, Clint, more likely. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, either either Grant or I, we're co-administrators, so we we both wear the same size hat, if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're always looking for folks that want to get involved. You know, the the idea is not to necessarily like spread your branding. It's to help the volunteer instructors to do their job because ultimately they're the ones that are you know donating their time and their effort and their energy. It's yeah, we do National Train a Teacher Day. We recognize it on a singular day within the year. But I can say, and I mean, you're, you've been involved, uh, you know, you, you were a volunteer last year and, and in uh, the second annual, of course, Grant, mm-hmm. you know, as well, you know, the, the average instructor that's putting on one class has a whole lot of time going into that. And, you know, sometimes they're contacting local schools, getting involved with the school districts, talking to, you know, local, local officials, uh, you know, maybe they're just doing the whole grassroots things, trying to find parents and, and, uh, PTA folks to get get connected with teachers. Uh, you know, other folks are actually spending money on buying ads. Uh, there were several, several instructors across the country who went out of their own pocket to buy, you know, uh, newspaper ads, things like that to try to mm-hmm. promote it. So uh, any way we can help uh, our volunteers do this and not have to spend so much of their own money, you know, donating time is, is, is a, a wonderful choice, but donating money, we'd like to try to help them with that as much as we can. So these sponsors certainly uh, help with that. That is for sure. So let's give you some of the numbers. You ready? You got a drum roll sound effect like Howard Stern or something? (laughs) That's about the best I can do. Sorry. (laughs) Low tech. So, so, uh, we, we had over 240 volunteer instructors registered this year, uh, which was up from, that was, uh, I don't know those numbers in front of me, but Grant, that was, that was at least a hundred more than the previous year. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, it was, really, really encouraging how many people came forward last year and how many different states were represented. We had 42 states represented. And as Clint was saying earlier on, we had a whole bunch of stuff. It wasn't just um, shooting and firearm classes. There was firearm uh, work involved, but there was stop the bleed, first aid, um, concealed carry. We talked about mass shooters and the, the, the the what's in what's known about that and unarmed defense taser we mentioned pepper spray and the nra's refused to be a victim program so all over the country it ranges churches fire halls businesses national trainer teacher day uh, went on and it was a great success and that's great because i know when we we talked on the previous podcast this allows a teacher this year to take a class and then come back next year and they could potentially take a completely different cl- different class from the same instructor or another instructor in the same city, which is one of those things that is great because we're helping those people that are most vulnerable out there in, in our schools. Yeah, absolutely. As the, as the volunteer cadre grows each year, and I, I, I'll make the assumption that we'll be successful in bringing in more more instructors into the fold for the third annual in, two, in 2020, uh, that will definitely be more opportunity for uh, those end users, those teachers, school staff, and administrators that would like to take advantage of, of this training. You know, as you said, we, we taught a whole, well, we, I say we, the cadre, offered all kinds of different, different types of training. You know, ultimately, I, I believe a firearm is the most efficient tool of self-defense, but that's not for everyone. That's not everyone's answer. You know, legally, they may not be able to have that happen in their school, although many states around the country are starting to allow and, and give teachers that option if they choose to take on that responsibility to to arm themselves and protect those that they love. And I don't know a teacher that doesn't love the students in their class. Mm-hmm. But we really want to help to also uh, push to legislators, you know, as this grassroots movement 
gets larger. We want to push them to eliminate gun-free zones because that's an evil magnet and also make it so that the law-abiding citizen who happens to be a teacher, let them have the same opportunity to protect themselves at work just like they would in the park at the playground or walking down the street. You know, every law-abiding citizen that takes on that responsibility to be armed, uh, they should be able to do that at work too. And I truly believe that an armed and educated society or, or citizenry is, is really the, the true strength of what this country is all about. Definitely one of the true strengths. Uh, certainly is the fourth check and balance in a constitutional republic, in my opinion. I think many would agree with that as well. So uh, the, the final number we had, we had over 350 teachers, uh, school staff, and admin that took advantage of the training. Um, I have to say over 300 because we did have quite a few people, some instructors who uh, did their own signups and didn't have all of the teachers go through the website and sign up. Uh, I do know that there were more than that, but I, I can say with full confidence we have at least 350, which is up from our estimate la from last year as well. So each year we do this, it grows and grows. And that's great. And you think you're at 42 states? We're only eight states away from having every state in the United States covered, all 50 of them. And that would be a great goal to have for uh, 2020. Yeah, most certainly. Most certainly. That's and good. Actually, you just made me um, realize that if we could reach out to and involve the people that are involved in the DC project, then we would have a contact in every state. So that's um, that was a good idea. I'm going to do that now. Very nice. Very nice. See, this <laughs> is this, and I think we can owe some contacts at the DC project, also, right? Oh, I, I think we do in a couple different <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, we directions. have um, the yes, we have one directly here in New Jersey, and I'm familiar with her, so um, I'll be getting in contact with her. Yeah, Kellyanne Pigeon is the Pennsylvania director, and Beth Alcazar is the is the Alabama director, and I, I. Uh, I can get in touch with them as soon as we're off of this program, actually. So that's that's pretty awesome. Good thinking, Grant. Well, yeah. I had the uh, main the main DC project uh, representative on, and I'm drawing a blank. I couldn't pull it up real fast, but she was she was on with uh, George Harris um, well, a couple we episodes ago. We definitely need some instructors in Maine. That's one of the states that we didn't have uh, mm -hmm. take advantage or take part of uh, National Training Teacher Day this year. Well. Then we'll uh, we'll make sure that happens. That sounds good. Sounds really good. So we got more more teachers. We got more states covered. We got more instructors, which is uh, all good things. So uh, what we need to do is let everyone know the the official date. Now, uh, this program right here today that you are listening to is the is the uh, exclusive announcement for the uh, date for National Train a Teacher Day, the third annual in twenty twenty. Uh, we're waiting till this broadcast before we let it be known, even to the instructor cadre. So, uh, Grant, would you like to do the honors of, of announcing what the third annual National Trainer Teacher Day date will be in 2020? The date will be June 20th, 2020. So that's 6 2020. So everyone that's out there and you're interested, get on over to the website. Clint's done a fantastic job of maintaining it and keeping it going. And on the website, you'll find two sections to volunteer as an instructor, and to look for training in your area. So find the box that's the right one for you, click through the box, and you'll be led through to the website that's going to help you uh, either volunteer for training or find where the training is. Yes, absolutely. And the website, it, it grows and evolves daily. 
Uh, and I'm sure after this airs, I'm going to have a whole bunch of things I have to update. Uh, that's that's kind of how it works. As instructors and as as end users find out about the website, they they jump on there and they they get their name on the onto one of the lists. Uh, so, but if you go on there, if you're a teacher or a school staffer or an administrator, and and you look and you don't see something near you, uh, come check it out again. Come back and look in a few days because uh, there's people volunteering all the time. Or contact me or contact Grant and we'll see if we can seek someone out in that area. You know, as training counselors, we're, we're part of a pretty big network of instructors through uh, various national training organizations. And uh, one thing I'd like to do this year, if, if people let us know that they would like this kind of training on National Trainer Teacher Day and there's no one in their area, we'll see if we can find some people and, and uh, maybe twist an arm and see if we can get some uh, new folks to get involved uh, and, and get that training to them. Actually, there's one thing that we haven't mentioned that's actually that's really quite important, which is that the training is free. So if you are, as Clint was saying, if you're a teacher or some member of school staff or administrative staff or custodial staff, or maybe you teach Sunday school or Bible class, or you lead a Boy Scout troop or a Girl Scout troop, and you want to find out um, more about keeping those young people safe while they're in your charge, the training that we're that is offered on National Trainer Teacher Day is free, so uh, you, you're not going to be out of pocket except your lunch and whatever it takes you to get there. And if you're doing a combination with uh, sponsors, you can put on with free books, free taser cartridges, uh, those types of things, which would be really great. Uh, yeah. But but the the key, the core concept is that it's free to the user. Yes, yeah. definitely, most certainly. And I, I would do a reminder because I know I got a few emails about this is if you're an instructor and you want to go along and be listed there to offer a class, make sure you reach out to Clint via the website. That is the way to get registered for it so that instructors can or students can find the, you in the area and everything. Yeah, once once they uh, there's a little form that they'll fill out, uh, the instructors that is, the volunteer instructors, once they fill out that little form, um, then I get an email and, and then of course it, um, I'm entering this stuff manually into the website. So sometimes it takes me uh, you know, a couple of days to get to it. But once I have them entered in, then I send them an email uh, that includes our promotion packet. So in that promotion packet, it's all electronic, but it gives them like the talking points. If they happen to do an interview with someone, uh, you know, it has some uh, press releases, uh, a, a poster that they can use and adapt to put their own information onto it. And we try to help guide them. You know, there are some folks that are really, really uh, marketing savvy that do their own thing. And there's other folks that kind of take my, my cookie cutter uh, press releases and they put, you know, take my name out, put their name in. And we try to give them as much, much direction and as much infrastructure as they can to help, help this day be a success so that we can reach more of those teachers, school staff, and admin. That's great. And one of the things to note for anybody who might have a, uh, some a teacher they want to refer to this course is as Clint's going along adding the instructors to the website. He's also uh, vetting them to make sure they are certified uh, instructors and they are you know worth putting on the website. They're just not somebody who's like, yeah, I want to do a self defense class this weekend. It's somebody who has some credentials behind their names and have been certified. That's yep. right. So we go over everyone who is an instructor and we make sure that their credentials, not only that they once had that certification, but their certifications are still current. Mm -hmm. So everyone who goes along as a student, as it were, to the class 
uh, should have complete confidence that they are going along to assert a nationally accredited and certified instructor. Yeah. Yeah, most certainly. And, and you know, the, there's there's a quite a few national training organizations that, that are very common. Uh, you know, there are have been one or two people that were very niche oriented that, uh, you know, we, we dug deeper and some of them were in, you know, with different types of law enforcement training, things like that. But as Grant said, we, we verify everyone that's there uh, and make sure that their certifications are, are up to snuff and up to date. That's great. Now, it being October of 2019, and you've got 10 months pretty much to be able to get things out there. We can get, we just had talked about a previous podcast recently with uh, planning your 2020 calendar. So that works out really good. Plus it gives everybody a, a long runway to get a hold of those teachers, administrators, boy scout, girl scout leaders, different things like that. Uh, people that have youth in their charge to really get on their calendar and say, Hey, you know, make some time, come to this and, you know, this is kind of class I'm going to put on and, you know, get, get them interested now, which would be really great to be able to go into May and say, hey, I've already got 30 people signed up for this uh, weekend or something along those lines to, uh, you know, really supercharge the schedule because that would be great to be able to talk about as a talking point. Yeah, we wanted to an- announce the date now uh, for because, we you know, learning from each time we've done this is the third time we've done it. So, you know, the first year we did it. Uh, it was in reaction to Parkland, basically. And so, uh, you know, I think we only had maybe three months of, of lead time before we actually did National Training Teacher Day that year. Uh, and then last year, I think we announced it just prior to New Year's. So we had, you know, approximately six months uh, because mm-hmm. we did it in July. But we figured, you know, a couple extra months heads up is going to be a good thing. And we, we chose June uh, because the first year we did it in May, this year we did it or in, in 19, we did it in July and getting feedback from a lot of the instructors and from the end users, we thought June is probably going to work a little bit better. We'll, we'll see how that works. You know, uh, uh, definitely during school doesn't seem like it would be a, as big of a, an opportunity, but dead, dead in the middle of summertime, like, uh, July 20th this year, uh, seemed to, uh, make it a little difficult. And it was a lot warmer too. I, I know a lot of the folks, it just so happened that that day, I think was the hottest heat index that we had all year round. Not that we could have ever envisioned that or scheduled around that, but I know some of, uh, some of the guys in Virginia that were doing two classes uh, in one day out on the dirt in the range were, uh, had given me some, uh, <laughs> some emails saying, Hey, you could have picked a cooler day. <laughs> but some, some people did actually postpone the classes because it was too hot. So um, hopefully just pulling it forward that month, we'll, make, we'll find a sweet spot between sc- school being out and before the temperature really, really ramps up in the summer. Yeah, I was just, just going to say that that's one of those important things. Sometimes instructors may not be able to do it specifically on the 20th. Um, I know one that was going to do it, do it the day after. Um, so if you're the instructor, you get to pick the date and harness the expertise within National Train a Teacher. Oh, yeah. I mean, if people can't do it that day or that that weekend and they want to still put on a an event that is a National Trainer Teacher Day event, then, of course, they can definitely do it. The more we attention we attract to this, um, particularly in states that don't have formal teacher training, then the better it's going to be for everyone. Yeah, I think the vast majority of the of the uh, 
volunteers. I can speak for myself and I, I know Grant, you're the same way. And actually I, I know Rob, uh, you've done this as well. You know, every day is train a teacher day. Uh, you know, I have plenty of times where teachers have come to me and I've, I've just said, yeah, come on in, jump into the class. But one of the reasons when Grant first came to me with this idea, uh, you know, we wanted to pick a day was so that we could, we could recognize it nationally, you know? And so uh, that's, that's kind of what we'd like to do, have all these classes happen on the, on the same day. Uh, but if there are, you know, specific people that could maybe run it the week after or the week before, if that works for them and they're able to get that training to the people that need it, then, you know, so be it. Right. And, and it doesn't just recognize the training on that day. More than anything, it recognizes the teachers because the, the teachers are the ones that are, when all is said and done, the teachers are the ones that are out there. And even though the risk may be very small, the consequences are awful. And they're the ones that are faced with it if it comes if it comes right down to it. So it recognizes the teachers almost more than the training to have it on a single day. It's a great opportunity for first aid, for you know, taser, for pepper spray, all that kind of stuff, as well as firearm training. I mean, take advantage of it as, as I go along and tell, you know, teachers that I know of. There's no other no other program that's specifically focused on teachers and those people that have children in their care. Well, I, I had a, I, I put on a, a USCCA's countering the mass shooter threat seminar on National Tra- Trainer Teacher Day, and uh, one of my students is a, a school teacher who works in in the city of Pittsburgh, and he also happened to be at Tree of Life when that evil mass murder happened there. Um, and, uh, if anyone is familiar with the countering the mass shooter threat program, you know, it, it, it talks about deterrence. It talks about ways to, to develop an emergency operations procedure. It talks a little bit about guns. It talks about first aid. And, uh, he, he said that this program will save lives. And I really thought that was a, a tremendous, uh, endorsement to the program and it and it made me feel really good about what we were doing on National Trainer Teacher Day. So I know that any training can go towards saving lives and empowering those those teachers that that are there, you know, that, that are there in charge of those students. And, you know, whether it be firearms training, whether it be stop the bleed, whether it be any of these things, uh, it will definitely help them to have the confidence to be able to to uh, protect those kids uh, if if they find themselves in that situation. Knowledge is power. Most that, that is for sure, even in grave situations like this. So that's kind of kind of good. let's take a quick segue, Clint, because I know we talked about this before. Um, but we've got a special rally coming up on November second in Washington D.C. You want to give us a quick rundown yeah, of what that's that's all about? Because I think some of our instructors may either want to be there or want to pass the word on. Well, whereas National on? Trainer Teacher Day is a grassroots initiative, so is the uh, Second Amendment rally that's coming up in, in D.C. on, on uh, November 2nd. Uh, November 2nd is a Saturday. And everyday law-abiding gun owners from across the country are coming together and they're converging on the, the nation's capital and they're going to stand up for one another's rights. Uh, there will be Democrats there. There will be Republicans. There will be black people, white people, uh, people of all different creeds, color, and, and background standing together to uh, basically say enough is enough. Uh, it's time that, that we recognize that we, you know, law-abiding citizens are the gun, gun uh, lobby. You know, this is not about any one organization. It's, it's about all the people. 
And uh, hopefully the legislators and the people that are, are uh, passing good legislation or trying to, and the folks that are trying to pass bad legislation will take note and see that, that uh, you know, the gun lobby is not just a bunch of initials and letters. It's people. And it's people from all kinds of different backgrounds. Uh, so if they want to learn more about this uh, rally, uh, the website is Second Amendment Rally. That's two, the number two, ND, amendmentrally.com. And uh, if you go on there, uh, go on there and pledge your support. Uh, they're keeping track of people who are learning about it. So you can click on the box if you're interested. Uh, you can click on a box if you're actually planning on attending. Uh, but uh, we're really hoping to see a, a good turnout down there. And maybe this will be the start of something big. Um, but definitely, uh, we want folks to take notice and see that we're all part of part of this uh, gun lobby, the regular everyday person. Amen. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that surpri- surprise continues to surprise me is how successfully um, the anti-gun people keep the the gun owners in the country fragmented into. You know, there's the shotgunners and hunters, and there's the three gun people, and then there's the handgun self defense people, and the community cannot afford to be fragmented right now. We just saw uh, the governor of California sign 15, 15 bills, anti-gun bills, into law on the same day. That was just last week, and New Jersey is gearing up to pass a whole bunch of stuff in the in the session that comes after the November elections. Any state that's got ballot initiatives um, as part of how they are they run their state, you just have to look at what happened in Washington state to see what can happen. People who own firearms for whatever reason need to come together now more than anything. Otherwise, it's just going to be gone in half a generation. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and like you said, hunters, shooters, you know, concealed carry holders, collectors, we're all targets. And if you are staying aware of what's being passed, um, they're all being passed under the guise of common sense. But at the same time, uh, they're not necessarily common sense because it's making it harder and harder for the average citizen to be able to own firearms for whatever the reason is. You know, we're not the danger. Criminals are the, da- are the danger, but we're the ones that are being attacked. Yeah, right. most certainly. If, if you listen to how people talk about the concept of National Trainer Teacher Day, you know, people will say that uh, teachers, like, as Clint talked about, people who were legally able to own firearms and, and happen to be teachers should be allowed to take them into school. And people threw up their hands in horror about that. But look at how successful the FASTER program has been in Ohio, for example. Mm-hmm. And look at what the teachers did in places like Newtown. They just went up against these murderers with nothing except their own bodies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we can't afford to have our Second Amendment rights eroded any further. Right, and keep in For mind... a whole bunch of reasons. The, it, the, it's, no law is going to change what the criminal does. The Correct. criminal has their intentions. These laws are going to be impacting the honest citizens that are out there, and they're the ones that need to be able to defend themselves to be able to have options for their family, options you know, wherever they are. And those are the things that we really need to keep in mind when it comes to a lot of laws that are being proposed. Well, you know, elected officials all across the country, uh, there, are, there are many that are fighting for liberty, and there are quite a few that are fighting against liberty. And, you know, for whatever reason, 
you know, they put it under the guise of safety, as you said, public safety, which I think is a very Orwellian way to look at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but uh, when uh, the public safety part of it, uh, actually Val Fennell, he's uh, the Pennsylvania director of, of Gun Owners of America, and, and uh, many great patriots offered testimony uh, to the Pennsylvania State uh, Senate Judiciary Committee uh, a couple weeks ago in Harrisburg, and Kim Stolfer from Firearms Owners Against Crime, and and Joshua Prince was there. Uh, you know, many stalwart uh, advocates for the Second Amendment in Pennsylvania. But uh, Val said one thing. He was he was going on, and they kept saying how you know the the gun issue was a, a public safety issue, and um, he had said you know gave the statistics on you know how many people died because of medical malpractice and and. Uh, you know, mistakes done by doctors. And he says, why do we still go to doctors? And, you know, a couple of people chuckled in the audience. He says, because doctors save many more lives than they take. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, then he equated it to uh, vaccines. You know, people talk about how many, you know, th- there, there are these many people that have been hurt by vaccines, but how many hundreds and millions, hundreds of thousands and millions of people were saved by vaccines so you can't just look at one side. And right. then he brought out the, C, the CDC information that was, of course, suppressed by the previous administration for many years. And if you take that information and, you know, their estimates of how many, how many law-abiding uh, gun owners in this country have, have gone home to their families and lived to see another day because they had a firearm, uh, those defensive uses, um, if you even take their estimation and look at the low side of it, that's like 200 times more people have used guns for righteous purpose than for bad purpose, including suicides and including, you know, crime. So, you know, I thought that was a pretty great way to, to look at things and explain things. So if you're an elected official and your answer is to restrict or limit the rights and, liber- and the liberties of, of your citizenry, of your constituents, that's not being a leader. That's being a tyrant. Leaders empower people and give them the ammunition so that they can, they can be better citizens. And I think exercising any of your rights makes you a better citizen. So that's what I think, uh, I think will be talked about quite a bit at the rally, the Second Amendment rally down there in uh, Washington, D.C. on November 2nd. November 2nd, D.C. If you can be there, be part of it, great. I'm sure there'll probably be a lot of Facebook lives that are going to be going on at the same time. And I don't know all the speakers that they have lined up, but, um, I've heard a couple of them and it's going to be a great day to go along and listen to a whole lot of uh, good speakers talking common sense and reminding our legislators about, you know, who truly, you know, they're talking about when they talk about the gun lobby and different things like that. Hopefully we can spread the word a little bit. Yes, sir. Well, guys, Remind our instructors, our listeners that are out there about how they can get involved with the 2020 National Trainer Teacher Day. Well, it's very straightforward. The website is nationaltrainerteacherday.com. Or you can reach out to Clint at clint at triggerpressersunion.com or to me at grant at scottshot.com. But the best place to start is definitely the website, nationaltrainerteacherday.com. Yeah, and, the, and if you, if you forget the our email addresses, if you just click on, I believe there's a button that says contact either one of us, and it'll it'll take you straight to our email addresses. And I'll include those in the show notes, so our listeners can go along, look in there for both the website addresses as well as the email addresses and such. 
Uh, one of the things we do normally at the end is uh, you guys want to tell us what you're going to be doing in your businesses over the next uh, couple months and what will be coming up. Well, I'm uh, running a, a USCCA Instructor Development Workshop at the end of October, and I'm going to be running another one in January. And uh, apart from that, I've got a, a sweet, uh, a sweet, uh-huh. I've got a bunch of um, beginner classes based off the USCCA curriculum uh, that are running between now and the end of the year. So uh, all of those, are the emails in the, in the show notes, the links in the show notes. So. Great. Super. How about you, Clint? Oh, I got a I got a busy schedule coming up for the rest of the year. This is this year's been a, a banner year for me traveling all over the country. And and uh, actually, I I started off my first out of state class was with Grant in New Jersey uh, earlier this year. But uh, let's see, I've got a USCCA a DSF level one defensive shooting fundamentals level one instructor development. There's uh, one I'm working for USCCA in North Carolina. I'll be teaching that one uh, at the uh, just just after the rally, actually. Uh, then I've got a, another one in Pennsylvania that I'm putting on uh, shortly after that in November. And I've got some USCCA CCHDF, that's the Concealed Carry Home Defense Fundamentals uh, Instructor Development Courses coming up, one in Pittsburgh, one in St. Thomas, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've got another one in Nashville booked for next year. Uh, I've got an NRA Basic Pistol Instructor course and an NRA Basic Rifle Instructor course coming up in uh, the end of November and then another one in December. So, uh, Got a lot of stuff going on. My last class of the year that's scheduled, I don't have anyone signed up for it yet. So if you're interested, please do. My last uh, year-end class will be a NRA Metallic Cartridge Reloading Instructor course that we'll be doing here in New Kensington, Pennsylvania. So if you're interested in that, uh, I do know a lot of our colleagues in, in those states like California where uh, you now have to jump through hoops and get background checks for ammo are booking those classes out like crazy because people are still able to, in, in many places, buy components and, and, you know, make their own ammunition. And it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun to reload anyhow. It's very gratifying. Well, Clint, what class is coming up the end of October? Oh, well, end of October. I'm, <laughs> there you go. And actually, I'm coming up, to, coming up to your place. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. End of October, I'm, I'm hosting Dave Jenkins. He's a training counselor, uh, one of the best that, that I've worked with. Uh, I know you guys have each worked with Dave. I know Grant has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've and, worked with Dave. Yeah, so Dave, Dave is uh, coming down to New Kensington. I'm, I'm hosting him. Uh, Trigger Pressers Union is hosting him, and he's teaching the new NRA CCW uh, curriculum instructor development class, and he'll be doing that uh, actually over. That's going to be our. That's my wife and I's anniversary. Uh, the 25th, 26th, <laughs> and 27th, he'll be here. Uh, so we'll need to make sure we all go out to dinner one night. Um, and he'll be, uh, putting that class on. There are a couple seats left open in that. If someone's interested, oh. you can find more information on my website or, or Dave's, uh, Dave's yeah. is, you know, I don't recall Dave's website off the top of my head right it's, now. Isn't it Lions Pride Training or something in Rochester? Yeah. Rochester Personal Defense is his company. Uh, so you could Google that or just get in contact with me. I do have a link on my website on the schedule page that will send you over to Dave's site to sign up. Um, yeah, I but, can't tell you how annoyed I am that those are the dates for that because that's the dates. That's one of the dates I'm running the instructor development workshop, and I just cannot bring myself to postpone it just to come to a class for my own um, gratification. But I'll tell you something. I heard a friend of mine gave what was one of the biggest compliments to this class um, tonight, which she, and she, what she said was surprisingly, the instructor shooting qualification is not a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, I still don't know what it is, but it's uh, but obviously they've put a lot of work into trying to make this class really reflect real world situations. So, as Clint was saying, if you're interested in that kind of thing, you should get along to this class because it's going to be taught. It's going to be taught really well. Yeah, and once I get, I'm coming up there to be certified at the end of October, and I'll be scheduling classes out in 2020 in in Ohio. So if people are looking for it and you don't see one around feel free to come my way and join one of my classes. Well, that's great, guys. And that's a wrap for this episode. like to have a few requests out there. Follow us. Encourage others to follow us on social media. We are on iHeartRadio, Google Play, and iTunes. Those are our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. And check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. If you have any questions, ideas, feedback, email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. And thank you goes out to Jim, who sent us an email just recently about uh, our episodes, and we really appreciate those uh, feedback. You know who you are. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Take some time to promote your classes in National Training Teacher Day. And remember, stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.